0: Get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Sign, 1287, 2TM. What was happening in the news there? I wasn't listening. <sighs> Can you go into wow. a bit more in depth into what's going on? Here?
1: Um, so the the big item of the day is um, last night we um had quite a few media outlets reporting that um there was a meeting with the Virgin stakeholders to go into voluntary yes. administration. So, this has been an ongoing thing since the restrictions were put in place on travel. Um, Virgin has uh, been battling it among other health uh, health lines among other <laughs> other airlines. Um, they are. Uh, Billions of dollars in trouble they were asking for a 1.4 billion dollar loan or bailout from lot. the federal government which is a lot of money yeah. the federal government offered 200 million dollars um, and currently the new queensland south wales government, government, government. and the c- queensland government are kind of in like a, almost like a bit of a Battle to help save the airline, um, I guess, with the promise that either there would be a headquarters here in New South Wales or they would keep a headquarters up in Queensland. Mm. Um, so, uh, Labor Senator Tim Ayres is calling on the federal government to help save the Virgin Airline. He made the point that, you know, thousands of jobs will be on the line. 10,000, in fact. Yeah. There's 10,000 people working in um, Virgin. Including mm. jobs here in Tamworth. And then there's also the flow-on effects of the industry that if we lose mm. Virgin Australia, how that would affect tourism. Um, and also another point that he made is that, you know, <coughs> it, it's not like another airline can just crop up and fill the space that will be left by Virgin. Can it we spend years. our velocity points? At the moment, I don't know. What do you mean?
0: Well, Virgin has a frequent flyer program. Mm called velocity mm. if they're in voluntary administration mm. and you've got say a hundred and three thousand,
1: i think they were probably velocity like,
0: points yeah should you go out and spend them or should you wait and go on a trip
1: um i think you probably be hopefully they'll be still a virgin, virgin. Mm. i would not know the answer to that because mm. they haven't actually got it's an into interesting question administration though, yet. yeah so they said i thought and they and have
0: been no i thought that was on the news last night they're, they're so not there was
1: a there was a meeting but they haven't Virgin themselves haven't confirmed it.
0: I'm going to go buy something with all my points. So,
1: they sent out an email a little while ago because I'm actually, you're clearly a Velocity member as well. I Mm. am one. Mm. Um, They sent out an email saying that you could still um, use the card at various outlets and things like that. So, I'm sure they would. you still can. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mm. sure if it changes or if there's any impacts, they'll send out an email to all their Velocity members though.
0: Yeah, but by the time you get the email, they're just going to say, sorry, sorry, we're closed. Yes. i don't know so, so it's an interesting thing i, I think, think the, i'm my tip is they're 1.2 billion like this sounds a bit like the car industry to me where how how are you that far in debt and how can you possibly trade your way out of that even if you get a bailout package
1: well i think are that, you
0: not just going to continue to lose money like how are they how are they losing money and Qantas is making money
1: well i think that I, I don't know that you could say Qantas is making money, I think. They're
0: making money. They made 430, $435 million profit last year
1: last year we're not looking well last year i mean
0: they, they, well not the, they're not making money right now but well, they are profitable <laughs> they they are a profitable organisation
1: yeah, if I you're think 1. Virgin 1.2 profitable, billion dollars in debt no they're
0: not they're, they're $1. Oh. 1.2 billion dollars in
1: debt how could they be profitable well i think a lot of that would come down to what's happened with the travel restrictions i think mm. if this goes on for much longer w- you could potentially look at qantas being in some oh, of trouble oh no doubt no doubt so i don't think that you can just say well, and and at the end of the day you know I think people are asking the question, why should we help them? And look, you know, I'm going to be honest, like I can't say one way or you not whether we do. you got a friend who works
0: there. But
1: yeah, there's Let's people who won't have jobs though. <laughs> like honestly, that's 10,000 people yeah, I, who I aren't going to have jobs. I agree.
0: I, I want to see the, the, the big thing for me is the competition, not just the jobs. Mm. Qantas and Jetstar, obviously Jetstar is Qantas. Mm. They're just going to, they can charge what they like if there's no Virgin.
1: Yeah, and you
0: know, and that's that's the worry for me is that the lack of competition in the in the market means you'll be, instead of pl- paying you know one hundred and nine dollars mm. for a, Sydney to Melbourne, mm. um, you'll or you'll you'll finish up you know paying two hundred and fifty or something like that, and oh. you, you won't have any choice. Uh, that'll be it.
1: Well, even, you know, if you look at uh, regional areas here, I think, you know, compared to regional areas that I've lived before, flights are a lot cheaper from here Mm. um, compared to other areas where there's less flights going out of that one regional city. So I think Mm. even if you look at it from that perspective, I think it's hard. I, you know, I am no doubt that $1.4 billion is a lot of money. I don't have the answer mm, <laughs> but mm. i also think that um i think there's been a lot of a lot of discussion about it um and i see a lot of it on social media and a lot of people are saying oh you know it's not a completely 100 percent australian owned company etc cetera, etc cetera. i think that's not the point. No, either. it's not, a lot because 10,000
0: jobs is a lot of jobs.
1: Yeah, and, mm. that's, and we're talking about Australian jobs there and also... Um, and they're
0: all paying tax. You know, I, yeah. I, this is when I think, oh, these big companies don't pay tax. Well, yeah, but all their employees are mm-hmm. paying tax mm-hmm. and, and they're not going to be paying... If you pull this company, mm-hmm. the employees aren't going to be paying tax. And
1: where, are, and where are those people meant to go find jobs? You know, at mm. the moment, that's it's, right. it's hard mm. enough to find jobs as it is. Um, and even, you know, when we come through out on the other side of this, it will... You know, it'll still be hard to find jobs. Mm. Ten thousand jobs. Absolutely, so
0: absolutely. That'll be, it'll be even harder. Yeah. So yeah. I just
1: if you have, and I just discussion. want to give a
0: big shout out to uh, Macquarie. I think it's Macquarie Bank that owned the parking lots at Sydney Airport and mm-hmm. charged sixty four dollars for about three hours. Just want to give them a shout out. <laughs> yeah, robbers. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to get that in because I'm not oh, taking any part of that <laughs> Ah, well, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? $109 for a for overnight at Sydney Airport. Mm. I mean, just to park your car. that's right up there with the most expensive in the world. It may be the most expensive in the world, thanks to our private privately owned car park, which I think is owned by Macquarie Bank. Very, very profitable bank, and no surprises there that they're so profitable with what they're charging for parking. So I hope no one's parking there. No one is parking there at the moment, so good. That's one good thing to come out of this whole thing.
1: Crowbank still Bloody also McCoy employs Bank. a lot of Australians, so, you know. Yeah, but
0: not, they're not running the car park. They got oh. the car park bloke. <laughs> That's all automated. You take the ticket and you put it back in. Mm-hmm. There's one bloke there and they got a couple of blokes doing the valet car wash thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know whether they're... They're probably charging them a mozza as well just to do that. Oy vey. Uh, oy vey. <laughs> That's Krusty the Clown says that, doesn't he? <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much for coming in. That's enough ranting from me this morning, but Thank I feel you. a little bit better now. <laughs> Low pressure's a bit lower. Tamworth Zone 1287 2TM and 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Let's go to the states now. Find out what's going on in the good old U.S. of A. Well, yesterday, April twenty—that's yesterday, isn't it? Gee, this is up to date then, because it's still April twenty over there. Angered that a group of golfers were violating the rules on the course adjacent to his home, a seventy-four-year-old man threatened the players with a gurn, <laughs> prompting the septuagenarian's arrest on Friday evening and six felony charges, according to cops. Robert, no, sorry, John Robert Orr or John Robert, initially shouted at the golfers for driving their cart over a bridge and onto the putting green on the eighth hole of the conservatory course in Palm Coast. Uh, it's a beautiful coast out. It's an, actually an island green, that one. They drove their carts over the bridge and onto the edge of the green. Orr lives in a home that backs up to the hole, through the re- though the residence is separated from the course by a cement wall and water that surrounds the green. One of the golfers told police that Orr yelled at them to leave the course and that the use of the golf cart in that manner was against the regulations of the golf course. Orr then allegedly went into his home, <laughs> grabbed his gun, and pointed it at the six golfers, each of whom said he was in fear of his life. The firearm brandished by all cops found later was a Winchester BB gun. So it wasn't a big gun, it was only a BB gun, it was only a slug gun, we would call it. In video and photos taken by one of the golfers, Orr is repeatedly seen holding the weapon in the upright shooting position towards the golfers, i.e. aiming it at them. This is for putting the golf cart next to the green. Bearing in mind, during police questioning, Orr said that the golfers had drove their golf cart onto the bridge and near the putting green, which is gangster rules. Orr said that after arguing with the golfers, he went inside his home and unsuccessfully sought to contact the golf rangers. There's golf rangers? (laughs) (laughs) I then went outside with my rifle and continued the verbal altercation. Asked if he held the rifle in the upright shooting position or aimed down at the sights towards anyone. Uh, he said, I can't remember that. I know what Ronald Reagan said. He said, I don't remember it, neither do I. He also could not recall his intentions when retrieving the rifle, only that he did not appreciate the way the golfers were shouting at him. <laughs> uh, after he turned over the rifle to police, he was arrested on multiple counts of aggravated assault, the deadly weapon without intent to kill a felony. He's booked into the county jail but the good news is he posted bail and he's back out on the streets to annoy you when you're playing golf next time as well. Tenworth Zone, 1287 2TM and 2TM breakfast with Peter Huxley. The pets are all in lockdown at the moment as well. If you're at home the pets the pets not going to leave unless you got a rabbit like a bloke here he's got it keeps it in a cage. <laughs> I was like mate. That's not a pet, that's a hostage. <laughs> If you open the cage and it runs away, you got yourself a hostage. That's not a pet. Give us a call. If one of your pets or your hostages is... <laughs> 67657055. Is it worth telling the joke this morning? I guess it is. Uh, my mate George, he had a big interview for a job down in Sydney, but unfortunately he had this problem where he, one of his eyes kept winking all the time. And when he went to the interview, they said, look, we'd love to take you on. You've got a great CV and all that sort of stuff, but that winking, it's just too distracting. And he said, hang on, hang on, I can make it stop by taking a couple of Panadol. So reaching into his pocket, uh, he pulled out a dozen packets of condoms and placed them on the desk before he found a couple of Panadol. He took the took the tablets and the winking stopped instantly. And uh, uh, the bloke anyway, said, look, man, that's all well and good, but we don't condone womanising here, mate. And he said, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Have you asked for Panadol at a chemist while you're winking?